Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. This is our NCAA tournament uh, edition of the show as the, the Badgers were uh, sorted into, I believe, if, John, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the South region, right? But they're at, So they're a number five seed back in the NCAA tournament after a year, uh, you know, a, a down year for them last year. Badgers made their goal of getting back into the tournament. They'll take on number 12 seed uh, Oregon this, uh, this Friday afternoon uh, at approximately 3.30 out in uh, San Jose. Uh, John, uh, why don't we just dive into it? Uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup? I mean, like, I, I, we were just talking a little bit before, you know, we hit record here, but... Uh, you know, do you uh, do you think the Badgers are vulnerable to you know kind of that uh, number five, number twelve uh, upset uh, in this matchup here? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's you know I would imagine that you know nationally, and then you know maybe even with with inside the state that um, this is a pretty popular upset pick when when people are looking at their brackets. You know, like like you said, John, the twelve and the five are are usually where you could look to and say. You know, something usually happens in those games, and I think you know this this Wisconsin Oregon game is is kind of right on par with that. Um, you know, Wisconsin's not struggling going in. Um, obviously, they they beat Nebraska in in the first game of their Big Ten tournament, and, and you know, struggled against Michigan State, even though I think they had you know a lot of opportunities to to you know be you know I guess within striking distance to even win that ball game. But um, Oregon's playing extremely well right now. Uh, you know the the Pac-12 isn't good, but you know they they kind of they're they're on a win streak right now. They won that conference tournament, so um, you know I I'm picking Oregon to beat Wisconsin uh, on Friday. I just you know with the inconsistencies on offense with Wisconsin, I just I don't know that they figured out on Friday. I think it's just been a season long type thing. Um, I just yeah, like I said, I just I don't see them figuring it out and. Um, I am going to kind of go on the bandwagon here and pick Oregon to uh, to defeat Wisconsin in this opening round game. So yeah, I, I thought it's interesting that uh, uh, Marquette is also a, a number five seed, and I think they take who do they play? Is is it uh, Murray State number twelve? Yeah, uh, that's not twelve so five. Which of the two uh, Wisconsin you know uh, teams that are five seeds do you think is has a higher upset probability is it the badgers or uh marquette because marquette has to i think murray state murray state has a uh, a pretty um dynamic scoring option that could kind of uh you know go round for round with uh, marquette's uh, marcus howard too if i'm not mistaken yeah john morant morant uh he's you know by some people they think he could be the number two pick in the nba draft behind zion from from duke so yeah that's another really you know i think popular or or trendy pick. I think, you know, Murray state with, because they have him, um, and, you know, Marquette's not playing great right now. They, you know, they may have peaked a little bit too early. Obviously they beat Wisconsin earlier in the year and that was, you know, when both teams are playing pretty well. Um, but you know, that's another popular 12, five pick where I have in a handful of brackets going with Murray state, uh, over Marquette. Um, I actually went to the Marquette Georgetown game. Uh, I was at the Bradley, Bradley the Pfizer forum for that game. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I thought they were a better team than Georgetown, but uh, Georgetown ended up winning that game, and uh, was, you know, Marquette lost a crazy game against Seton Hall in the, in the Big, Big East tournament. And, you know, that's another 12-5 where I picked the 12 seed. All right. Well, yeah, and I, uh, 
I think I'm going to pick the Badgers in this one. Uh, and like I was saying before we uh, kind of went on the air here, I think uh, just to be contrarian, just because I, I'm looking to score some of those points, uh, if the uh, the other people in my league, I think are all going to pick uh, the Badgers to get upset. So I think the thing that um, that makes me think that the, there's a hot there's you know, is could you call it an upset? If I think the Badgers are only you know a, a one point uh, one point favorite when I looked at it this afternoon, but I, I've heard that it going back and forth as far as the uh, the point spread goes. But yeah, the the offensive inconsistency is really the the thing that jumps out to you when you look at what the Badgers have been able to do and and not do over the last couple games. And in particular, I think um, you know unless they they figure out a way to get some more consistent production from uh, from the backcourt. So specifically, Demetri Trice and Brad Davison, they really need to start hitting some of those, uh, some long jumpers, some three-pointers, because that they've, uh, I think, really struggled over the last couple of games or so. And that's really kind of, uh, you know, taking a, col- taking a toll. I mean, like Ethan Happ had his, you know, kind of low ebb game of, I think, what was it, only four points against Nebraska. But, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was, you know, circumstantial it wasn't like it's not like he's uh you know playing poorly or anything like that the Badgers just found a way to you know kind of attack them in some different ways but if if Ethan Happ is able to go and you know kind of play the the way that he normally is that still might not be enough I think the the big key is you know can the Badgers kind of uh stretch the floor a little bit and you know, take some of that pressure off of uh Ethan Happ in the middle just by you know having somebody whether I mean whether it's you know Trice or or Davison or even uh, Nate Reavers to hit some of those three pointers. Uh, I think it's uh, that's kind of the missing element right now, and uh, that's what concerns me the most, particularly against an Oregon team that is is ranked. They're not quite uh, as high as the Badgers are in terms of their defensive efficiency uh, ranking from uh, Kempom.com, but they're they're up there. And I think over the last couple of weeks, they they grade out as one of the best defensive teams in the country. Right. You know, you talked about the backcourt and. <laughs> You know, in the last ten games, Demetri Trice is shooting twenty-eight percent from the field, and Davison's thirty-one point eight percent from the field. And I think that you know that's the been the biggest thing. You know, Wisconsin got off to a, a really good start. I think they were twelve and two or eleven and two, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, with that start, I think Trice was your solid number two scoring option behind Ethan Happ, where you know he was someone that you relied upon. Um, you know, obviously he was shooting really well from outside. Uh, to start the year, and he's kind of tailed off a little bit. I think you just haven't had that consistent number two punch. And, you know, like you mentioned, Ethan Happ's even been struggling down the stretch a little bit to to get going inside. So, um, you know, I, I think it, that is just kind of goes hand-in-hand with the inconsistencies. You know, you saw a little bit of Kobe King. Uh, you know, Khalil Iverson's playing very well right now. Maybe he's a guy that can get you through the first round uh, if Ethan Happ's struggling again. But just not having that consistent number two punch, I think, is a, a big reason that Wisconsin's had some inconsistencies. But you know, at the same time, they're a number five seed. You know, twenty plus wins this year. I think there's a lot of good to take away this year. But again, uh, it just you know the ups and downs on, on the offensive end of the the floor have been difficult to watch at times this year. But um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens against Oregon. But I think they're playing a hot team right now, and it it just might not be a good matchup for them. And like I said before, I, I just see Oregon winning this game uh, on Friday afternoon. Yeah, and I, I guess – so why don't we you know, kind of zoom out a little bit and just look at the, the bigger picture because I think um, it, it's pretty reasonable to say that you know this is a, 
a successful season as a, as a bounce back season goes just from, you know, having the Badgers, um, you know, miss the NCAA tournament last year. You know, obviously that was a big uh, disappointment from a team that, you know, we weren't really sure uh, what we were going to get after the Badgers had graduated so many seniors from that uh, 2016, 2017 squad. Uh, but to get back to the point where you know you've you finished in the top four uh, of the Big Ten to you know earn that double buy for the Big Ten tournament and to you know in doing so you know really uh, really comfortably make the NCAA tournament, um, I think that's enough to you know for for the Badgers and you know I would think um, the fans to you know to feel pretty good about uh, you know the the program not being you know um, you know going into what would have looked like a you know, maybe a, more of a long-term slump if, say, that you know they had uh, missed the tournament again, you know, in this uh, this season, just because of you know the the roster is almost exactly the same uh, this year to last year. And so, I'm curious as to you know, do you think that's a fair takeaway for this team this season? Is that you know they they've accomplished the the major goals that they needed to, and so you know whatever else they can do in the in the NCAA tournament is just kind of you know, icing on the ta- on the cake if they could you know win a game or two here. Well, I, I think to start this team certainly expects, you know, I would think within that locker room, you know, with, within that coaching staff, within that program, that this team expects to make a run of the tournament uh, for, you know, a lot of reasons that you said, John, that, you know, they return everyone from last year. Uh, you have, a you know, one of the best players in the country, Ethan Happ. And, you, you know, you've, you've pro- you know, proven yourself in, in uh, a pretty tough conference. I think the Big Ten led the the, the conferences this year and getting mm-hmm. eight teams into the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, you're, you're battle tested there. you you face some great teams like, you know, Michigan state, Michigan, Purdue. Um, so I, you know, this, I, this is a group that I don't think they're just, they're not, you know, playing necessarily with house money right now. Um, but I think if you look at it as a whole and, you know, even going back to the start of the season, you know, if you would have said this team was, you know, 23 and 10 right now, and they finished top four in the conference, you'd feel really good about that. And I, you know, the, you know, the motto or the mantra this year was, I think, you know, what, for the culture or something yeah, along those culture. lines. And, and I, you know, that, that to me meant getting back to the NCAA tournament and, and finishing the top four of the conference. So, you know, they've, they've done that and, you know, we'll, we'll see what they're able to do in the tournament. Like I said, I think there's this, this team fully expects to get through this weekend. And again, you know, if they did, I don't think it'd be the most surprising thing in the world. I, I, th- I just think that this matchup with Oregon is a difficult one. Um, but again, I think, you know, if you, if you were looking at some of the goals that they had for themselves at the start of the year, you know, taking into account what happened last year, uh, you know, getting back to the tournament, like you said, comfortably, well, that was really never in doubt. And then, you know, being in the top four of the conference, I think was a big deal. So I think that they've crossed out a lot of boxes, but you know, in, in that locker room, I think there's, there's a lot more that they want to accomplish. Sure. Well, yeah, it'll, it'll certainly be interesting to see what they can do with this uh, with this chance to get back into the uh, the tournament and to uh, to do some damage. I think the it's only been uh, there's only been one or two times uh, in the last uh, gosh, I think it's got to be um, ten or twelve years or so where they had a, a, a an exit in the first round and they've been I think they've made it at least to the the Sweet Sixteen and maybe six out of their last eight tournaments or something. So it's, uh, 
th that would be th that's definitely kind of been the standard in the last couple of years. But yeah, it's uh, it certainly looks like that you know having to uh, to take on a hot Oregon team, and then if you win that game, you're you're looking at maybe a, a number four seed in, in Kansas State, who's also uh, you know kind of up there as far as the efficiency rankings go. Uh, certainly, kind of a what what looks like a heavy lift to get back to that bar, but you know it's it's uh, it's March Madness and you know, anything can happen. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see how that turns out. And, you know, we can kind of turn the page a little bit uh, and uh, talk about some, you know, uh, Wisconsin spring football, which is upcoming. The the Badgers are uh, starting their spring practices uh, next Tuesday. So basically a week from today on March 26th, uh, media members won't get to, uh, to watch uh, any practices until the first week of April. Um, and so I'll, I'll be really curious to see, obviously, you know, the, the, the start of the, the quarterback battle is going to be what, you know, most people are going to be paying the most attention to. But, John, I, I guess I'm wondering, are there any positions, you know, one or two that you are uh, really interested to, to get reports on as far as uh, position battles or you're looking to see who's taking over for uh, some you know, departing seniors or juniors or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, to start with, I think, well, I think it all should be, you know, non-Gram merch related, you know, what you're looking forward to. Because obviously right. I think that's, that's, that's a thing I think a lot of the fans want to hear about. But um, I'm interested to see how the offensive line uh, looks. You know, I think there's a few guys that you can pencil in. And obviously, you know, Joe Rudolph in the past has used a lot of different combinations. But, you know, you'd expect Cole Van Lannan to line up at left tackle with Biotish in the middle and most likely Logan Bruss at uh, right tackle, but, you know, what's it going to look at, like at the guard spots? Um, you know, Josh Sheltzer is a guy that we've heard pretty good things about. You know, Jason Erdman's going into his fifth year, and he can play either guard or, or center. Uh, obviously, Caden Lyles is there, too, as well. Does he open up at, you know, left guard or right guard? You know, David Mormon's a guy that's been in the program for a while, too. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those guys, I guess specifically on the interior lineup, um, again, I, th I would imagine that Joe Rudolph's going to use a lot of different combinations. I would imagine that they don't need to see a whole lot from Tyler Biotish this spring. You know, wouldn't surprise me if he's very limited, uh, even though, you know, I would expect him to be, you know, full go and healthy. You, you know, there's just not a whole lot that he needs to prove this spring. So um, I think you'll see a lot of guys uh, get used in a, in a lot of spots on the offensive line. So uh, I'm curious to see how that shakes out. Um, you know, stuff on the injury front, you know, do they get – uh, a guy like Bradrick Shaw back, you know, what's his status after missing all of the all the 2018 season with that uh, knee injury? Uh, same thing with Garrett Rand. You know, he's a guy that we're penciling in right now, most likely to start a defensive end. But um, you know, what's his status injury wise? Is he full goal for the spring? So um, there, you know, there's a, there's a lot uh, of question marks going into the spring. You know, I don't think you get a ton of answers, but you know, injury front stuff you could you could get a pretty good look at, and then. You know where where a few guys are lining up on the offensive line. I think you could have some of those questions answered. Uh, you know, in the next few weeks or so. Yeah, uh, the the point that you make about Tyler Biotish is, is a good one, I, and I'm just curious to see, uh, you know, how much he ends up playing in the spring, and you know, if if the Badgers do decide to to rest him or limit him, you know, does that open up uh, something for for Caden Lyles to get in there and you know, develop himself a little bit more as a, as a center prospect or, you know, just um, become a little bit more of a versatile player after spending last year on uh, on the defensive line. Yeah, you know, I, not to look like too far down the road, but, 
you know, Cade Lyles, you know, most natural position might be center. That's might be where he's most valuable. Um, you know, obviously, I think Biotish is going to have that job this year. Um, and you would expect him, I, I would imagine, that uh, he leaves for the NFL if if he continues to progress like you would imagine him to and if he stays healthy and all that stuff. So, you know, maybe Caden Lyles is your center in, in 2020. So, um, you know, if, if Biotish is kept out in the spring, and again, he, he would only be kept out, to my knowledge, because he doesn't have a whole lot to prove to the staff uh, during spring ball, then you know, maybe you could see a lot of Caden Lyles working at center. I know that he took some some reps at center, you know, and guard during during bowl prep. Um, and he didn't, you know, if I recall, he didn't play defensive end in the bowl in the bowl game. I think he was injured. No, but I don't, I don't think he did. Yeah, so I, you know, I would imagine that he takes a lot of reps at center. Again, you know, Jason Herman could work at center. Uh, Blake Smith back is another guy. Although I think you know he's probably going to be limited because he tore his ACL uh, at the start of the fall last year. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine he used a handful of guys there. Because you know that's that you know spring is a good time to to kind of shuffle around those you know guys on the offensive line and Joe Rudolph likes him to know multiple positions so um, a lot of guys I think will get a lot of reps at different positions this spring. Yeah, and it was kind of this time last year where we we first heard that the Badgers were looking to um, you know bump John Dietzen out to left tackle, which seemed like kind of a you know a pipe dream or you know something like that, just because. Uh, you know, with his his injury history, it didn't seem like that. Uh, you know, playing out on the outside was really in his future. But you know, it kind of uh, allowed the Badgers to you know, use that spring to really kind of try guys in different spots and see how they could get their their best five out on the field. And especially in a year where um, they the depth might not be quite the same that it was uh, last year, it, it really kind of behooves them, I think, to uh, use the spring to move some guys around and see what that best look is going to be for them. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, I don't, I just think only because of inexperience, this line might not be as good at what, as it was in years past. Um, you know, with, with Dietzen, you got to replace what, you know, three stars on the offensive line. Um, so, you know, there's, there's certainly holes to fill there and uh, it'll be interesting to see what combinations come up. But again, you know, a guy like Cole Van Landen graded out, graded out extremely well last year. You heard good things about Josh Seltzner. Uh, Biotis is a guy that, you know, is a proven guy. Logan Bruss, uh, you know, he, he's, he's seen some meaningful reps. And, you know, if they can find some answers inside, they should be all right. I just don't think they'll be at that level of the past years only because of the experience there. Yeah, and then uh, real quick, um, flipping to the, the defensive side, kind of along the same vein, um, the, the thing that I'm interested in is just what is the, the rotation or the what does the depth chart look like at cornerback? Just because – you know, the Badgers had so many um, injury issues and, uh, you know, in inconsistency things to deal with during the season last year that I feel like it was hard to kind of nail down, you know, a real solid depth chart from week to week. And so, you know, if the Badgers have everybody in that group healthy, you know, you have Fayon Hicks and, and Caesar Williams and, you know, a guy like uh, Rashad Wild Goose and, and Madison Cohn and some of the other guys that rotated in there. You know, I wonder if this is going to be a spring where they still are trying to, you know, determine uh, what that depth chart looks like and who are their best combinations to put out there, or you know, if everybody is healthy, if it's just you know, kind of the the Fayon Hicks and uh, Caesar Williams show with with Madison Cohen uh, playing that uh, that nickel spot. Yeah, I don't. You know, it'll be interesting to see if there's any separation there. I would imagine that you know that doesn't get answered maybe till the fall, but. 
you know, Caesar Williams, Rashad Wild Goose, uh, like you mentioned, Fan Hicks, Deron Harrell, uh, you know, Deontay Burton is another guy who's in the mix. You know, Alex Smith potentially, and then they're adding three guys, uh, you know, in the in the summer with the guy, you know, a four star guy like Samar Melvin, uh, Dean Ingram, you know. So that's going to be a really imp- interesting position group. It, it's it's young, I guess. I won't call it, uh, you know, deep. It's it's just young at this point. Uh, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see if there's any separation created, uh, you know, during the off season this spring. Again, you would imagine it'll be much of like last fall during the spring, where you know a lot of guys were kind of shuffling around. The depth chart probably changed, you know, really by the hour. But um, it, yeah, I'm curious to see if there's any separation there between the guys uh, that happened, you know, during this winter and you know, I guess as kind of spring camp progresses over the next couple of weeks. And, and that's definitely a a position where the Badgers have not been afraid to um, you know, play a, a redshirt freshman or a, a true freshman or somebody like that, somebody who you know, proves that they are ready to, to handle the workload. Now, I know last year you know, the, the lack of um, you know, really any upperclassmen kind of forced them to you know, play some guys that were relatively young compared to you know, when a, a college football player normally kind of takes over that starting role. But uh, I think a corner in particular is one of those positions where, you know, guys, some guys just kind of have a feel for playing that position. And, you know, if you have the size and, and the physicality and you pick up the playbook, that's, that's a spot where I think it's, you know, maybe a little bit easier than, uh, you know, say at, at quarterback or wide receiver or, you know, something like that, where, you know, I feel like there's more to, learning how to do that at the college level than there is you know, playing on the outside at corner. Yeah, I would agree. And then, you know, corner to just, you know, we talk about the defensive backfield. What are they going to do at safety? With uh, You know, there's there's a lot of guys I think that will be in competition to replace Dakota Dixon. Um, I, and I think there's guys that will push Scott Nelson too. Uh, I mean, you, you know, not to drag this on too long, but, you know, Colin Wilder is a guy I think a lot of people are excited to see who sat out this past season after transferring from Houston. You know, you know, could he p- push a guy like Eric Burrell, kind of have penciled in opposite of of Scott Nelson? So uh, the defensive backfield as a whole, I think, will be an interesting position group uh, all throughout the spring. Yeah, I certainly agree, and we'll have uh, you know plenty of um, you know coverage up from the uh, Wisconsin football spring practices uh, when uh, those get rolling uh, next week, and then when we uh, start to get to watch them in the first week of April. So make sure you stay tuned to uh, BadgerBlitz.com and our, our premium message board for uh, for that when that content starts going up there. So I think that's going to do it for us uh, here on this week's edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. So once again, for uh, John DeMacnamara, this is John Veldheis. Thanks again for listening. We will talk to you next time.